Levac and guys live from Mohawk Chevrolet, Chevrolet, Chev Chevrolet, uh, right here, just <laughs> off of exit twelve in the north way. Um, love, love, love this place. It's a, uh, it's, it's like bringing my truck back to visit its parents. It's nice. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's beautiful here today. They got the car wash rolling, the big trees up. I understand there's lunch coming in at some point. And, of course, we already have bowl games going as we speak while we tape this live. And uh, we also are on the Tech East Fire and Water Restoration Facebook page, as well as Godzilla Media's YouTube and Gaz's Twitter, because Gaz needs friends. Um, <laughs> this is our last show live, LeVac, in 2022. I define live. Are. Just define oh. live for okay. me. Uh, I am. Live and in living color. We are. By the way, our visual side here, you've watched Mohawk Chevrolet shows with us before. A whole new setup. We've got the wonderful Christmas tree in the background. We've got wonderful yeah, vehicles. This. this is me. You I did, did do this, did. actually. I'm trying to be a jolly fat guy. It's not working. Uh, while we're here, i got a couple of movie passes to give away for uh, Crossgates Mall, uh, Regal Cinemas in the Crossgates Mall. So if you can stop on by, say hello while we're here, which will be till what? One o'clock. Maybe probably a little. What? I might be checking out a little sooner. We'll see. Wow. No, no, I just say Look that because. Freaking, somebody's got senior eyes. No, Last no, live no. show of the year. Can't wait to get out. Peace, bitches. No, that's not it. Nate, our friend, who, by the way, yeah. not here again. I walked in. I go, hey, is Nate here? They go, on a Saturday? And I was like, Nate's the hardest working dude we know. He's like, on a Saturday? I'm like, wow. They signaled to us that there was some music that was going to be here. So I didn't know if they were going to kick us out or overplay over us or legally. I'm I was with whatever. It's better. I'm sure it sounds better than we do. So yeah. I'm legally, I'm not allowed to use that music though, and YouTube will tell I don't me know I if can't. It's new. I mean, maybe it's live. Maybe it's like original cuts. Could be. Maybe, maybe, maybe um, Brandon Cecil will come in with his trombone. Boy, there's trumpet. You said, oh, yeah, a but- Yeah, I don't know. Dynasty, Dynasty beats from our pregame shows from earlier oh, in the year God. that you said are now banned from the show. Dude, there is elevator music that thrashes harder than that crap that you were playing. Like really, it was bad. Why are you, are you gonna bring it up? No, kidding. no, he's not on here. I saw her on Beauty and the Beast ripping on the uh, electric guitar. She's great. Can't use that either. Yeah, like you, like cheaped out on all of that this year. That should be your New Year's resolution: is to get me some music to play occasionally. It doesn't suck. Well, like, they go find me a bunch of public domain. Like that's fine. There's an oxymoron there. I think right where you're I, a moron. I, I I did buy the music, but it I use Neutrogena. I don't even use Oxy, you moron. The big Neutrogena, Frank Thomas. The big Neutrogena. Um, <laughs> Neugenics. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what a whiff out of the gates there. That would be, that was always my favorite thing with that was when people would rip in the, the big hurt. I'd be like, why are you selling supplements when you're fat? Like, can you imagine like me promoting like diet food right now? Like, you know what you need? <laughs> I just assume the big hurts all muscle though. You think he's got a little fat on him? I can't tell. I think he's just a big ball serious? of muscle. You think Frank Thomas isn't? Yeah. I think there's a difference between Frank Thomas and CC Sabathia. Um, yeah, yes, but Frank Thomas is also CC's not out peddling eugenics. CC got ripped for a little bit. Yeah, he did. He could do it if he wanted to. He just doesn't care. Why would he bother? Like, like there's a big difference. Like, like no, Frank Thomas got fat. And now he's selling, you know, this, I keep my testosterone up. This fake crap that if you ever call them, they will put you on like a million lists and you'll start getting weird emails from the Middle East. And Joe Navis is the worst. Which one is Joe Navis? Joe Navis has like the old person one during the prices, right? I think he, uh, I think he promotes the lift chair. <clears throat> well, Joe Navis is bad, but Brett Farris was the worst. Oh, like in the man. middle of the night, Brett Farris running on a copper fit with, 
the eyebrow trimmers and all this other crap. It's like it just got to the point where anything you put in front of Favre, he was going to sell for you. Yeah, at home colonoscopy. I love it. It's the best. Ah, <laughs> um, we we here at uh, Godzilla Media have never actually seen Brett Favre sell an at home colonoscopy. That's legal. Ask us to say that. Uh, all right, so live at uh, Mohawk Chevrolet, uh, Yankees. Listen, I'm I'm very happy with my New York Yankees. I was afraid that when they spent all the money on bringing back Judge, giving Judge the money that they probably should have been paying for the last six years, that they were going to be done and they were going to spend any more money. Now, I still think they're going to do some things. I think they're going to try and get rid of some of the money that's on the books right now to try and get a little lower, not have to pay as much of the luxury tax. The Steve Cohen tax, if you will. Oh, my God. That burp was loaded. Um, You've warned me you might puke during the show today. That sounded like it was coming right at that moment. That was bad. That was bad. I felt it in my, like, forehead. That was weird. Um, No, but so they went and got uh, got Rodon. Uh, Rhonda. I can't fucking. I can't speak. It's over. So they went and got pitching. They had another pitcher. Basically, they brought in their third starter, basically. I don't think it's. I've been battling this last few days, this take on this move by the Yankees, because. It feels like with the snow around, the hot take of this is going to melt the snow across the capital region. But is this more important than Judge? And, and, and hang on before everyone starts assaulting me and saying how dumb I am and how I'm not respecting Judge. Here's what I, here's what I mean by that. Okay, You know there have been people, especially Yankee fans, who look at the Judge signing and have been a little critical of it, saying, is Judge ever going to be better? Yeah, that's great. You got Judge back, but there's a few more issues the Yankees have. Yeah, you put Ronda and it's, it's Rhoda. Did I spell it wrong? Yeah, you added Oh, my N. God. I added an N? Yeah, I think you turned it into, like, somebody who fights Godzilla instead of. I thought it screwed me all up. Shocking. Guys going out yeah. strong here with misspellings on the banner. Some things didn't change in 2022. Yeah, so if you're watching this live or if you're going to watch it later, uh, just check out Gaz. Don't worry. It's already wrong on YouTube thank as God. well with the spelling. Thank God you're not running a sports network in the local area. <laughs> Anyways, back to my. Two of them at the moment. My hot take I was going to drop on everyone. Fox for the people sports with gods. For the... Is it faux sports with you? Or are you going to spell Fox wrong? I mean, technically it's O at. Never mind. Uh, with with the signing there for the Yankees, for those who were critical of the judge signing, saying even though you have judge, you didn't win with judge. Right. You can't really argue against this one because, okay, here's your pitcher. Here's your lefty. Here's the rotation getting better. And if you were critical of the Yankees not having enough offense in the postseason, which is a fair critique, okay, well, let's lesser the other team's offense so we just got to get a little bit better and catch Houston or whatever other team you see is the biggest threat in the AL. Does that make sense? Like, is this actually a potentially bigger deal as a signing than Judge? I mean, when you, when you preface it with they needed to do something beyond just bring back Judge, yeah, I, I think it's a pretty big deal. I think I think this is the one that your diehard fans like myself and Aaron Judge feel like had to happen because there's rumors that when he talked to Hal Steinbrenner, Hal Steinbrenner said, we're going to pay you, and we're not done improving the team. And this validates that statement. So this this takes that statement. And then like for all the people who are like, you know what, Hal's got to be a little bit more like George. He's got to be a little bit more like George. This is the most George Howe's been, shoot, since when he overreacted and signed, uh, what, Beltran? Let, let, let Cashman sign uh, Beltran, McCann, and I can't remember who the pitcher was all at once. And you know what? Like, oh, no, Jacoby Ellsbury, too, and there was some another one, too. I would say this is more aggressive than that. 
because you're talking about an MVP. Yep, more money, MVP. Uh, pitcher you could argue is maybe out of his prime, but at least you're going to find out if his prime is going to hit now or later. Thirty. Yeah, this is a more aggressive time for the history of post-George and the Yankee legacy of the franchise. Uh, Even to add more to this, too, like the two things that jump out to me about this deal. One, over the last 10 years, have long-term pitcher contracts really paid off? Only Scherzer. Only Scherzer for, like, Washington you can really point to and say, okay, you got Scherzer. He led you to a World Series. He was great. It might go into the Hall of Fame one day as a Washington National over any other franchise. But you're getting a guy from the West Coast. And this is my favorite stat about him. In nine innings, spread it off, 14 strikeouts per nine innings. There are some really dumb yeah. stats in baseball in 2022 with war and everything else. Careful what you say about war. Right. That's right, war pig. Merry Christmas to war pig. But you're telling me you're getting a pitcher who's a lefty who's averaging 14 strikeouts per nine? Yeah. 80-30? Yeah. I love all of those things about this signing for the Yankees. They should be thrilled if you're a Yankee fan getting that combination now of those two players. So I'm looking up the rotations for the ALEs. Buster posted them um, a day ago. Uh, Yankees. Cole, Rodon, Cortez, Severino, Montas, and Germán. Domingo Germán. Um, when you when you make a deal like they made for Rodon, and he's your, he's not your ace, he's your two, but he makes your ace better because now your ace knows he doesn't have to go out there and crush it. And look, the reason this is as big a deal as you as you're making it out to be is that. Every other pitcher they put next to him, with the exception of like guys that are bringing like Cortez, completely shot out of a cannon last year. You know, nobody expected him to be that good. Uh, Domingo Herman, when he was when he pitched, nobody expected him to be that good. Severino was good, but he's been hurt. Like you bring in, uh, you know, James Tyone, you bring in all these other guys, the Corey Kluber's. They're they're basically. You know, I'm sorry when when the Yankees brought in their scrap heap guys. They're guys who are out of the game for injuries or cancer or God knows what else. And you bring them in, you pay them as little as possible to get them, give them a chance to prove that they belong. This is a guy who was the most coveted free agent pitcher left on the market. So you didn't, this isn't one of those ones like, hey, let's see if we can catch lightning in a bottle with this guy one more time. This is a guy who's supposed to come in, fire up your rotation and make everything better. And it feels different between the Lance Lynn and Sonny Gray acquisitions deadline wise and we've seen yankee brass be very aggressive when it comes to july and august and making those moves when you get somebody preseason compared to mid-season the expectations are also different too and maybe mentally and maybe more so sunny gray than any of those acquisitions hey your expectation now is to lead us to a championship and you've got to be almost perfect in every single start right. like you are the reason we're going to get pushed over the top when you get to spread out a little bit and be like okay i'm going to start in april and boone's going to get his thing out and say how many innings i'm going to get here and there right. like you kind of get to settle down a little bit right well and, and it's not all on you too like right hey we don't know who's starting the the bottom third of our rotation so you better be ready to win because we could be on like a one and two two and one bullpens burned out kind of thing so you're gonna have to go out there and throw seven and two thirds and, and they gotta be lights out now it's a cortez probably comes a little bit back down i don't think he's gonna be as dominant as he was last year which God, I hope I'm wrong. I hope he is. But I'm also thinking Montas maybe comes up a little bit because he was very good before he got here, unless he's Sonny Gray, you know, whatever. Who knows? But with what we're looking at, to have that one-two punch in the top of the uh, top of the lineup, the top of the order, 
It's gonna be it's it's gonna be very intriguing to see how this works. This is now officially a better team than last year. I'm curious as well in the spring and summer of 2023 how they handle is Nick Damon still the alien? Dominguez down on double A, the Martian. Thank you, the Martian. Shout out to Dan Fiorito, his double A manager, former guest here on Levac and Gaz, of how they're gonna handle him. And yes, if you follow us on social media, I gave the Arizona Fall League a compliment about how Dominguez and how that all happened. So there's your Christmas gift that maybe, possibly, the Arizona Fall League might have helped his career. <laughs> Sorry, what? You, did you say you like the Arizona Fall League? No, 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 no. Check, check the audio side. Hit that 15-second replay. I said Dominguez may have benefited from that. Oh, this, is what I don't, this is what I don't understand. Um, curveball sliders. This doesn't make up for the way Cashman handled Judge this year, but it's a step in the right direction. They made him a big offer before the season. He didn't take it. They, did they go public with it? Should they not have? Uh, sure. But are we even sure they're the ones who went public with it? There's no proof of that. Those things happen on both sides all the time. It's called business. I don't like this. Is I, Cashman? Cashman could walk in with a genetically enhanced, just twin version of Mickey Mantle in his prime without the knee injury. And, and some Yankee fans would be like, couldn't find Babe Ruth. Like, it's just really, like, get off the guy's ass. I, I think curveball sliders might be getting more so at the ego hurt feelings of there were so many other opportunities during the season to make this happen for Judge, and they waited to the end. I think that's the point he's but trying could, to make. But Judge said he wasn't he wasn't going to do it during the season, too. Like, it was like, they, it got done. Like, let's not, let's not. He made 130 more million dollars than he would have. Yeah, right. and, like and it's it, over now. And it got point. done. Now, if he signs with the Giants and you want to be pissed off about that, go for it. But he didn't. They got it done. Brian Cashman's job is not to make us happy on like the fluff of it. His job is to get us World Series rings. Hasn't been able to do that since 09. I get that. But he tried to get Aaron Judge for as cheap as possible. That's his job. Aaron Judge and his agent's job is to get as much as possible. Cash for the Yankees' job is to pay as little as possible and then hope that you can find that thing. The, the rule for any good negotiation is nobody walks away completely happy because it, it wasn't a good negotiation. Like, if you and I start negotiating about 2023 and I say I want $1 million or I'm not working here, and you go, okay, here's $1 million. You suck because <laughs> I got everything I wanted, and you got all you. I was like, you think of me, which is great, but like, you got to come back with, yeah, we think you're more of like a fifty grand guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and then I got to go. Oh, well, let's split the difference. How about five seventy five? You know, like, like you, nobody's gonna walk away completely happy. That's what negotiations is. Randy Levine's handling of Dallin Batances, where across the table from him, he said, you're not really a closer. You're not an, even an eighth-inning guy. You're like a seventh-inning guy. That broke him. That was wrong. That was too far. But this is, you know, listen, do I like the way that Jeter was handled? No, but at the same time, Jeter finished his career in pinstripes the way he was supposed to. This, this is what Cashman's job is. There was a part of me during the season – and maybe this is just rooting for Judge because I, I, even though I'm not a Yankee fan, I like Judge. I think he's a fun athlete to root for. There was a part of me that thought, how much will the relationship of Judge and Cashman matter when it comes to this? And you had a great take on that where it's, it doesn't matter if they like each other. This is the business part of it. This is the boss of the organization of the Yankees, not the Steinbrenner, but we're talking about the guy who makes the decisions, make it a baseball decision. Now, here's, here's maybe what Curveball is getting at with Yankee fans to think about now. Honestly, 
because what you said, the deal so, is done. So I you lowballed them and it, it, it ended up paying for it literally. We paid the exact amount he was offered somewhere else and he stayed. Do you think it matters if Cashman and Judge like each other for the rest of their time for the Yankees? Like, if I find out in June, hey, Aaron Judge is pissed at Brian Cashman how it all went down. You know what we are at this point if you're a Yankee fan? Shrug your shoulders. I don't care. Right. He's under contract. He's right. playing well. I don't care if Cashman and Judge don't speak to each other for the next eight years. It's just kind of like, you know, uh, the, the last dance with Jordan, right? That's a little different when Krause and Jordan and Pippen and Jackson and all that stuff didn't get along because then – in a movie documentary it felt far more personal of hey i don't get enough credit jerry kraus for the dynasty that is the bulls and those guys we saw the 30 for 30. it doesn't matter like unless aaron judge is leaving which happened for the late 90s bulls he's here and who yeah. cares if they don't talk for the next eight years i also one more for curveball slayer she's on fire right now i want to give this one i do like finally sports talk that doesn't ask how to clean my nose <laughs> But the Navage is very like the. <laughs> um, Make sure you keep following our stuff, yeah, curveball like, sliders of more of this content in 2023 on different platforms. Here's my problem with your thing, like like this judge like cash or the cash like okay, you're right. Like it doesn't matter. Like I've worked for a lot of bosses that we did not like each other, but we liked what we could do for each other. Like that's that's happened to me many times in my career. Um, I've also been very blessed to have some very good bosses, but. When Judge is cashing forty million a year, I'm assuming he's going to be all right. I don't think he's going to be like you know, fuck that Cashman guy. <laughs> How dare he? I could be making forty three. Like, or Cashman could have said and offered me another five million a year. I could have said yes to it. I could have missed out on this. Like, it all worked out the way it was supposed to work out. He's here. If he left, it's a bad negotiation. You screwed up. But again, let's not let's and and let's remember. Let's let's all everybody who's on the should have paid him more from the rip. Let's just remember this in four or five years when his game starts to slide a little bit. Because you're not getting 60 home runs a year. If, if, if what? Judge, I, I, I know. <laughs> Someone tell the New York Post, hurry. They're going to get the article out soon. Like, like if, we, if, if for the next five years, Aaron Judge is 275, 30 home runs and 100 RBIs a year, you did good. You did good. If... He gives you another like lightning in a bottle kind of year like this one where he's 50 plus home runs and that and the other thing. Don't get spoiled. It ain't gonna happen every year. <laughs> Don't get used we to can it. also do another and dot 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 how he performs in the playoffs. You know, right. Well, that is and that is go. the one. I mean, in all sincerity, the Giants cracked the checkbook, which means you had to crack the checkbook. But the bottom line is, you know, come come October, Mr. Judge has been on a milk carton. So he's got now that he's got this money, he's got to do it. He's got to have that. He's got to have the 2009 season that A Rod had, where A Rod was actually productive in the postseason and, and helped them win a World Series. He now has to do that at least once for this contract. There is a chance by the time the spring and the summer rolls around that the New York Yankees are playing really good baseball. And the New York Knicks What's could be up? in the postseason. A New York spring, summer, more so spring, because season starts and everything else. Uh, you and I were texting about oh the Knicks, God. what, this morning? I'm in it. How like, about the blue and orange? Whoa. Dude, six game. Knicks are a six-game win streak, first of all. Six. 
Knicks have won six straight. By the way, we're live at Mohawk Chevrolet. I got some uh, Regal Cinema tickets to give away for Crossgate Mall. If you want to grab them, come on in and say hello. Say Merry Christmas. We'll hand you a pair. Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. We don't care. Whatever you celebrate, just be just be cordial and happy, and we'll, we'll take. We're in the back. Just take a right. Yeah. Well, I took over my new desk. I might be selling cars in twenty three. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to do it. It'll be right here at Mohawk Chevrolet. I can guarantee you that. Um, so, <laughs> I'm looking at the Knicks, and I'm like, wow, is is that is that defense? Do, do they, is there an NBA team actually playing legit defense? Six-game win streak. Two times during the six-game win streak, they've held the opponent under 90. 90 in 2022-2023 NBA. Well, four of those games, they've held them under 100. Like, they, they gave up 120 to Bills, the Bulls. They went 125 to 120. But, like, you know, and then they had the, the I think they had an overtime game. They're, you beat. You beat the Cavs like ninety-two to eighty-one or some nonsense. I I don't even know. I don't know what I'm watching, but I love it. I thought Ewing and Oakley were out there throwing elbows. Like I, I was like, let's, let's go. Everything that's happened for the Knicks and Nick fan is probably head spinning. Our guy Jamal probably doesn't know how to handle himself right now. I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him. I saw he put a picture up on, and he looks miserable in the picture. <laughs> I was gonna like like the only reason I didn't say anything to it is I hate all the people. Every time I put a picture, I'm like. Why aren't you smiling? And I'm like, you know what? Women are right. We're assholes when we ask that question. It's very annoying. But like, I want to be like, dude, Knicks are winning. What the hell's the matter with you? Constipated? You all right, brother? It's been, I don't even know how long, 15 plus years. Of these statements, I'm going to say out loud that actually are happening for the Knicks. You drafted RJ Barrett. You got it right. Like, with all that hype around that draft with John Morant and Zion, RJ Barrett's really good. You went out in the offseason and brought in a big time free agent that's playing great in Jalen Brunson. So the Jalen Brunson signing worked. R.J. Barrett's better. You got a steal in the draft and quickly. And Cam Reddish, who you traded for, who has been criticized for how he didn't play as well as Barrett and Zion at Duke, which is now thinking make a bizarre criticism. Uh, <laughs> his time at the Hawks, he got picked high, but again, he wasn't the best option for the Hawks. And you had guys like Trey Young and Herder and others. Is gotten better. So young players for the Knicks contributing helping free agents who you signed playing up to their potential. In fact, that's like five things I said, but none of those five things have clicked for the Knicks. Like not even one over the last 15 years. Dude, it's and Jalen Brunson has been a big difference because he's made Randall better. He's he's a true point. He's a true star. He's been great. Looked like he got hurt, but he's all right. Like, dude, it's it's actually fun to watch the Knicks. Which has been important because the Raiders suck. I gotta wait for Michigan for the playoffs and hope that they keep their the the you know the steamroller going. But like this next team is fun to watch, and it and it's kind of like you know I'll be it. I'll be old man get off my lawn. I'll do it. I'm not scared. I love defense. I love I love that they're keeping scores a little lower because nobody does it. It's almost like um, it's almost like when you see these these big schools play Army for the first time, and it's like. They're just not used to it. Like who, triple, triple wing. Like what the, what the f is that? <laughs> you can't do this is in that, practice. Right, right. Is, that, is that the plane we're using to get there? Like what the? What are we talking? What, what is that thing? And then you know you play a Knicks team where everybody else is just popping threes, and they're like, yeah, we're gonna pop threes, but we're gonna d up. We're put a hand in your face. You're not getting clean shots. That's the goal. And Tim's is out there fighting with refs while they're doing interviews and stuff. Oh, it's phenomenal. I love Tim's is my favorite. He is the angriest curmudgeon there is, and he's and he's our angry curmudgeon. You know, it's like it's like when you like bring somebody to meet your grandfather, like, wow, your grandma that's a dick. Hey, 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 
He is. He's my grandpa. <laughs> 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 that's, that's, I mean, it's just fun to watch. I feel like I do this with the Knicks more than any other New York team. Look towards the next two to three months, like the Yankees and Mets and all those. Like, we kind of have an idea from the start of the season of where they're going to go. That's just how baseball's been. But you look at the Knicks, okay, the East. Boston's really good. You can put them as the favorite potentially in the championship. So if you get them in the playoffs, it's going to be hard for any team in the NBA to catch Boston. Milwaukee has a superstar in Giannis. Uh, Cleveland went out and got Donovan Mitchell. Brooklyn wins on a buzzer beater last night with Kyrie and Durant, and Philly's got Embiid. Now, I bring up those teams ahead of them because it's hard to make an argument that Knicks are better than them. However, it goes back to what this graphic says on our side and what you and I were just talking about with defense. If you're telling me, you don't have a player on those types of levels of those teams we just listed. However, you get one in the postseason and you're playing good defense. Maybe the officials swallow the whistle, you know, like, oh, they're playing aggressive. It's the postseason. We're not going to call the fouls we did in the regular. I'll take that. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. hey, we don't have as many superstars that we just listed off. I know Cleveland's probably the interesting one there. If you get Cleveland in the opening round into three six, that's pretty good. Yeah. And you just hope that. Maybe aggressive play benefits you. You see this, another cross-board comparison here for the Knicks. You see that a lot in March Madness, where you get a team that's especially the underdog who you would think might not get the whistle as much, but they're letting them play a little bit. Right. It's a really good setup all of a sudden if New York can sit at that 60 and avoid that weird 7-10 play-in, reseeding stuff, which is still strange that COVID kept that around. Well, because they like it. You know, keeps more yeah. markets involved. It's supposed, it makes it harder to tank, like or more obvious when you do. But I know you don't like because you like change because you're, old, you're an old curmudgeon. <laughs> it's weird. I'm the old one, but you're old. Um, yeah. No. So Knicks are making basketball fun for me, and I, you know, again, I'm not putting them above Boston or anything like that. But I'm a little more excited to see the Knicks play Boston now because last year you go into that game and you're like, I think we're giving a fight. And you're like, oh. I'm delusional. Okay, that's right. Okay. All right. Fans short for fanatic. I'm not supposed to make sense. Good deal. Now it's like, hey, because you play defense, hey, because of these things, you can give these other teams fights. Like you're gonna teams teams aren't looking at trips to Madison Square Garden going, Oh, it's just gonna be nice to play at the garden. Teams are looking at trips to Madison. Cool, the garden's cool, but hey, we gotta be ready because they're gonna D us up and they're gonna come for us. And if Randall keeps like continuing to be engaged, because that's what you saw two years ago, Julius Randall was engaged. He wasn't trying to be the point forward. He was playing his role. But last year, he kind of he kind of regressed into that, like, I'm going to do everything role. This year with Brunson, he's like, all right, hey, you run the floor. I'm here. Let's go. And it's it's going to be a good one. The R.J. Barrett to really kind of kick it in the ass. And one more. Him. Another yeah. level. You know, slowly he's yeah. getting better. He's consistent. But he, yeah. Like, he's, he, he's still, there's moments you see him on the court, and you're like, okay, that dude, that dude's still kind of special. And then there's moments you see him on the court, and you go, that dude, what happened to him? Oh, that's right. He doesn't know whether he's left or right-handed. Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. a real story, by the way. Yeah. Look that one up. He 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 legitimately is not sure whether he's left or right-handed on the basketball court. So <laughs> that's it. Tell, tell me the Knicks without telling me the Knicks. We're going to use the third overall pick on a guy who doesn't know whether he's left or right-handed. Awesome. There you go. We're here at Mohawk Chevrolet. Don't forget yes. Mohawk Chevrolet. The Mohawk family, Mohawk Honda, have been proud sponsors with us here throughout 2022. We hope that if you find some time here in this crazy holiday season to stop in and find out what the great crews can do for you in 2023, a new ride can be in your driveway upcoming. Woo-hoo. The best way to start off the year. One of my neighbors will be looking for one. It's an, 
let, you know what? Mohawk on a Mohawk Chevrolet. We love these people where they go out of the road and please you. Let's get to that story because I know we're going to talk about bowl games and more football, but I saw this picture you sent me oh and I got gosh. a lot of questions. So I um, this morning get ready to come up here and my it turns out like my ring camera went off. It didn't work last night. The front door one. So like I've got I've got 360 on my house. I I can see you come. I'm, I'm not saying I'm paranoid. But I'm saying if you walk in my house un- unwanted, you should be. Uh, <laughs> so the one on my front door didn't work last night for some reason. So I missed whoever drove up on my steps and took out my railings, my hand railings. Like steel in the concrete hand railings. Both of them bent over. The bars are up in my fence. Somebody must have slid down a hill. And like, put, like I have the, um, I have the reflectable post around to keep the plow from going up on my driveway on, yeah. my, on my lawn they're fine so whoever just drove right over those they didn't go anywhere went up on a thing threw everything everywhere i don't know how they got off the post because they're not flat they're like they're still up a little bit so i don't know if they just gunned it and kept going or right. what but i like i want to drive my neighborhood and see if i can find because because the mall collision center is going to be their friend i can tell you that right now i've got some questions here okay you so you've got the 360 yep. you see the damage has been done right we don't have we don't have the vehicle. We don't have the we don't live have the footage. Cam- that camera's not wasn't working for some reason. That makes for me seem reason. like they took it out. You know, like you see that in all the, the <laughs> movies. Like I'm about to commit a crime and I take out the camera, it's like, it's like, uh, packed yeah. it. All of a sudden, where's that missing footage? What? Jason Statham yeah. is like, he's got like a blinker thing. Like uh, uh, Men in Black, I got the blinker thing on the camera. Take it out. Yeah, no, I don't know. And my so I called my neighbor. He's gonna look at his and see if he can see who it was. I don't even like. I'm not even. I'm not even super mad about the railings. It sucks because I'm going to have to probably cut them out and redo the steps. It's not going to be easy, but I'm not going to do it. Let's be honest. My friends or tech East is going to do it. Like it's not, <laughs> it's not going to be me. Um, but like the fact that you don't even say anything kind of pisses me off. Kind of pisses me off. Cause and you're in way worse shape than I am. It's going to be way more expensive to fix whatever you did to your vehicle. <laughs> then cause the only other thing that I thought of is it could have been like maybe one of the earlier plows came through and lost it a little bit and clipped it. But I finally, I looked, and the pictures are, you can see the tracks on the picture. They were, all, they were all the way up the hill. And it's like, my front lawn is a hill. So, I don't know if they just lost it, if they were loaded, whatever it was. But I'll be able to probably sort you out which one you were. I'm guaranteeing you only got, like, one headlight. <laughs> like you're, you're, you're jacked up pretty good and you probably car probably smells like poop because you definitely crapped yourself on that one there's no doubt the theory at the end of that person whoever did that wakes up and they're wondering like how did this happen <laughs> you know like like when you come let's say they we've do, all been there i mean <laughs> when you go to mohawk chevrolet at least i had excuses right. i was attacked by a shopping cart <laughs> I saw a huge snowbank. I have reasons. There's a fair. Yeah, I have reasons. But you said that level of damage. Like you have little dings and scrapes. This some. This is like this. this whoever's vehicle this is. Pardon my French. I'm using the technical term. It's fucked. <laughs> and they got to figure it out. And what they drive away. Like, exactly. And there's right. no. And yep. not only they drive away. Unless there's something under the snow that I can't see yet. When the snow melts, I'll see it. They, they must have picked up the pieces because there's got to be pieces. <laughs> like, there has to be pieces uh, like that came off the vehicle at that point. There's got to be. There's got to be. I can't wait to figure it all out. I just, like I said, I'm going to drive around the neighborhood and be like, as you see some of these cars all jacked up and be like, hey, uh, how you doing? 
<laughs> at the Jeff Levac on Twitter. Oh uh, yeah, I'll tweet, I'll tweet yeah. the picks out. I, I'll I mean, here's out. what I would have said: if you see someone in the Capital Region who could be a potential suspect, DM you. Oh or yeah, Levesque, yeah, I have a suspect. I like your th- yeah. So I don't commenting want you, your yeah. theories right now on who it could have been, and what and what it could have been. Yeah, um, you'll be willing to do this. This will be an effort. Sherlock Holmes like a holiday mystery. If you need something to distract yourself from the in-laws visiting. Whoever it might be, you do that. Uh, another way to distract yourself from in-laws or family or however you want to get out is the bowl season. Weed. There's a, weed is another one, too. Edibles, that's right. Uh, look, there's a lot of good bowl games. We did our bowl pick em on our Christmas show. If you missed that audio, that is available now on our audio side and YouTube side. Welcome to 2022, guys. Here's the thing about the bowl games, though. You and I have done this topic probably forever in the history of the show about the importance of bowl games and people opting in and opting out. The NCAA ruled this week that the red shirt rule, which means if you play in four or less games, you get another year of eligibility is now for a one year blanket. It's weird. They're doing it now. You can play in the bowl game and not lose eligibility. So they kind of have changed the rule of the bowl game that now you can play in that, and not lose your red shirt year. It feels like that's the best effort, I'm but sorry. we're go ahead. Your boss is just destroying you. What happened? Oh no! Uh, I'm surprised guys likes Tibbs so much. I thought he hated old people. Is it because he doesn't need a walker yet? <laughs> Here's my thing with Tibbs. And then he also blames your child for taking out my my steps. Are we confident it wasn't Rex? I, his stroller has some suspicious dents. <laughs> no, because Rex Rex hates me. Oh, Rex to the like like here's the thing. Gaza's child hates me. The, I've Jordan hugged me the other day while holding Rex, and he he could have won a limbo competition with the way that he contorted his spine <laughs> to get as far away no! from me. So like he wouldn't go anywhere near my house. That's the only reason I don't I think Rex is safe on this one. The new child that isn't born yet. <laughs> As to the Tibbs thing. Uh-huh. So I had his number. I had his cell phone. Tom Thibodeau, a.k.a. Thibodeau, a.k.a. Tibbs, a.k.a. Thibbs. So I had his number, and I've texted him multiple times in the history of the last five years to come on the show. Now, I guess... Are we convinced he uses text? There you go. A few things here. One, there's a chance he doesn't use text. Two, when I texted him, he was not with the Knicks. He was an employee of ESPN. So there are some protocols of, hey, you should go through this person or that person. Coaches can be a little different. So if someone criticizes me and says, guys, you should have went through ESPN through that, or you should have went through the Knicks through that, you're not wrong. But I had a cell phone, and coaches can be a little different because coaches sometimes really like to talk. He never got back to me. Not even a, like, hey, sorry, can't do this, or hey, talk to so-and-so, or blah, blah, blah. Who the, who the fuck is this? He also didn't have the read or red or whatever it is underneath the text or the green. Are you sure it was his number? You know, now telling the story out loud, I don't feel as confident it might have been his number. But the source that gave me those numbers, there were multiple numbers I was given, all the other ones hit. So maybe there's a little bitterness of Tibbs, Fibs, that he never came on the show. Give me the number. Let me tell you. Maybe he's one of the ones that only answers me. He is a a good coach. I'll give him that. He is also old. It's it's interesting, too, because, like, even when the the Knicks kind of regressed last season and had that, like, down patch where they looked really bad, you didn't see as many people calling for his head as you normally do. Like Knicks fans, like it doesn't take much. I, I'm assuming all fans, but like I, I, I can only speak for my people, the Knicks fans. Like if a coach like jaywalks, like yeah, get rid of him. We need a new one. <laughs> do you think it has something to do with Derrick Rose? And, and I say that because 
Tibbs has been in some teams with egos. And because of the Jimmy Butler, you know what am I talking about? Jimmy right, Butler's right, the answer, Minnesota, right, Chicago. Right. Like the the clashing of Butler between those two feels like he cost him jobs in two different cities. Right. But because Derrick Rose loves him so much, and Derrick Rose is a veteran on that team, and he's so much older than everybody else, that maybe that plays a bigger factor in the safety of him as the head coach. Um, I maybe in the organization, but I'm saying like the fan base. Like I didn't see as many of the you know, like you'll see like people text that stuff and tweet it out all the time just because like they just don't know what they're doing. Um, but I didn't see as much of it with him even during the downturn. Where it was like maybe because he was so successful in year one, maybe maybe Nick fan is finally learning like, hey, like it doesn't matter how good the chef is if you're buying everything at a gas station, the meal ain't gonna be got great. You know, so <laughs> yeah. you know, he's with what he's had, he's been phenomenal. And like with the way they're playing right now, if they can maintain this, you think trade deadline, you might get some disgruntled stars who go, I, I want to go to the Knicks. Yeah, trade me over to the Knicks. Let's go. Or, or, you know, free agency. Like, hey, I want to be a Nick. Where you, you haven't had that, you know, since Mello screwed the team up. So. I think my headphones just went out there. Oh, just <laughs> since Mello, and then we're going to cut that on the on the post On the rebroadcast. Yeah, on the rebroadcast. Oh, we were mentioning bowl games, and I was going to say that it's a weird time in history because the expanded playoff is on the way. So that's going to jump to 12. And then bowl games feels like they've come to a pause in the actual expansion of bowl games. We had had a nice run there where there were tons of bowl games getting added every year. And then COVID in 2020 shut a lot down. And then because there was a COVID Omicron outbreak in 2021, a lot of bowl games got shut down. It's this weird history of bowl games where you and I have gone, gone through this of like, are they less meaningful than ever before? And I think that's an easy yes. I just don't know what's going to happen. Like, are they more meaningful now than they'll be in the next two years? Are you still going to watch them? Does sports wagering have a huge impact on what this is? The barstool people with how they're doing it, non-traditional media. It's harder than ever, I think, for me to figure out 2022's bowl importance. Was I hanging out at Muddy's yesterday, and did I ask for them to be put on television? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, I did. Did I wager on both games? Yes. Did Eddie at Muddy's mock me for wagering on Miami, Ohio versus uh, UAB? <laughs> yes, he did. All these things happen. Was I pissed off that I bet the over for Troy versus UTSA and didn't even get close? They didn't even score like in the first quarter? Yes. All those things are true. Got to take the under. Troy's defense, too good. (laughs) All those things are true. To the point where, like, it was was Eddie at Muddy mocking me going, so wait, Albany's playing in that one, and then Troy's playing, is this high school football? Like, what is it? Like, yeah, all those (laughs) things happened yesterday. Am I a little ticked off at you that you scheduled us to be at one of my favorite places? Long Chevrolet, while Cincinnati's playing Louisville in a 14-7 at this current moment, Louisville with the lead. Yeah, a little ticked off with you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I didn't know who was playing quarterback for Louisville or who was coaching Cincinnati. Hello. I thought that was a good call there. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that then, beat. And don't forget, there's NFL action today, too. Yes. So, I uh, mean... Let's let's talk right about let's talk about the NFL action all the way, let's especially the New York teams. But before we do that, let's talk about Lily and David Fine Jewelers uh, yeah. this holiday season. This weekend in particular, I know who you are, and I'm not judging you. I'm not I looking am, right into the camera saying, "Have you done any Christmas shopping any? yet? Have you? Have you waited till this weekend to get it done?" Some people do this every single year. If you're scrambling, go to Route 50, the shops of Wilton. Lily and David Fine Jewelers. Alyssa will help you. The whole crew in there, Tammy, David, everybody will help you find exactly what she is looking for a girlfriend fiance wife walk in and say well vacuum guys talk about you guys all the time can you please help me find something i'm scrambling and they will help you 
I know from experience, there's the wedding band, my wife's wonderful engagement ring, and so many great people over 2022 have stopped in and made sure that great gift was under the Christmas tree and all the other great events, anniversaries, birthdays, holidays, and more. Lily and David Fine Jewelers help, help you. I'm yes. help out. I'm okay. help out right here. Some of you have bought a gift for your wife, girlfriend, fiance, that is going to put you in a position where you're going to have to go to Lily and David after the holiday to make up for it. No matter how good your intentions were, buying your female a gym membership is going to be perceived as you calling her fat. Just go buy the ring now. Go buy the jewelry now. Put it with the gym membership. Or just add the gym membership in later. Don't even tell her about it today. Hey, honey, I thought we could spend time together at the gym later, not for Christmas, okay? It's not going to work. Or, or, hey, sweetie, I bought you pots and pans so you can cook for me. Your heart was in the right place. Your brain is broken. Just go to Lillian David now. Save yourself the trouble. I'm here to help. Hello to Alyssa, David, everybody over there. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. And if you're buying me anything, watches or cars, that's really all I need. Or just Venmo me at Jeff Dashlevac. I'll just take the money. Thank you. Did you see social media up by my own watch at Lillian David? That's right. Those pictures are awesome of those watches. Social media was ablaze this week for the non-New Yorkers who were giving the takes of, shouldn't Buffalo just build an indoor stadium? Shouldn't Buffalo just have a roof? This weather stuff's really annoying, and a lot of it's coming from Miami. The Dolphin-Bill rivalry, and our guy Sal Capaccio talked about this with us years ago, that it is hot. It is a fierce rivalry that – Chris Whittingham and others down in Miami were starting this about the Bills. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, what do you make of the weather playing in Michigan? I, yeah. I talked to my neighbor today about the accident. He must feel bad because he's now snowblowing my driveway because he didn't have the camera angle. He's the <laughs> nicest guy on the freaking I have the nicest neighbor on the planet. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, dude, weather playing a factor because it's a huge game between the Dolphins and the Bills. I do find it interesting that you're the Bills and you don't have a running game. Like, how – like. If I'm the Bills, I might think about indoor because I have not built a real running game. (laughs) Like like you would think, because honestly, if you look at today's game and the way it's set up, the Bills' defense and Josh Allen's ability to run the football, they do really, really help the Bills in a bad weather situation. But realistically speaking, isn't Miami built better with more running backs and and more of a running game (laughs) that, you know, for today's game? You would think that they're actually personnel. Like if you took the logos off the helmets, and you just read the personnel. You know, this team has like more linebackers, has better running backs. It's probably this team that wins. That's going to be Miami, where like then you look over at you know you're missing Von Miller. You haven't established a real a real solid right. You, you know a little bit better than than they've been, but still not really where you'd like them to be. Josh Allen's still your biggest threat as a running in the running game. Like if I'm a Bills fan, I, I should see this snow and go, y'all screwed. Y'all messed up because you now you're coming into town and you know Thurman Thomas about to run the ball 30 times. Like that's like I don't it's weird how the bills are built. Yeah, it's I guess you're supposed to play to your team's advantage with this stuff. Like Miami, for all the people that were yelling about Buffalo snow, Miami plays in like 95 to 100 degree heat. That should be their advantage. We go back to the late 90s again with the greatest show on turf. People were Believing that because the Rams played indoors, they could move faster with Falk and Holt and Bruce and Warner and everybody. They played to their advantage. This is a very dumb coach cliche, but sometimes I think people, especially on social media, need to be reminded of this. They know it's snowing for both teams, right? Mm -hmm. Like the whole field is covered in snow. For whatever reason, sometimes we think only like half the field is covered. Like, oh, this is such a disadvantage for, and as you said, not really for the Dolphins. It will be. 
I think the Dolphins are going to get hosed to the. Uh, I think. It's, Ooh. I, think I well, I mean, I'm not like. I, I think the the Bills are the more physical team, even though they don't look like it sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I, I see Josh Allen just mugging people today. I think, like, I'm he scares the hell out of me. One knee, to the, one helmet to the knee, and it's all over for for that team. But like, this is the kind of game. I, I bet you he is hyped to run the ball today. There was a thought about first instincts on this game when I saw how big the snow was. I'm like, well, Josh Allen will throw better in the snow than Tua just because we've seen Josh Allen do it. Right, he can and, throw through a, a gale force wind. And pre uh, pre week kickoff here. Tua had come out with a quote that said, hey, you guys know it snowed in Alabama, right? right. I'm like, okay. You know, like, I guess my concerns <laughs> of Tua is not so much about the snow. My concerns about Tua is that he was like three for 18 against San Francisco. It, no. it could snow, sleet, hail. Well, you got to just be better, whatever is out there for him. Let's And let's be a little real about that, too. Like, remember when we were in Atlanta and it snowed and people freaked out and it was like, it, it was like a god's penis worth of snow. Ooh, it was so ooh. little. It was less than an inch. It was. Hang on. You're wrong one. That's the Damn phone. Damn it. Come on. Nope. Wrong one. Over and over. All right. It's over. The children. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, go. All right. It doesn't matter how big it is. You can't use it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Um, it, it's just like your def- Alabama's definition of snow and Buffalo's definition of snow are very different things. Like if the snow that we had yesterday, that was a, a like a minuscule amount of what we were predicted to get would shut down the South for a month. <laughs> if Bama <laughs> got what we had the last day, they wouldn't know what to do themselves. We're like, oh, that's nothing, except for the, whoever ran over my steps. Um, <laughs> they're having, still having a bad day, way worse than me. Um, but, no, it, it's, it's saying that, like, oh, you know, it's snowed in Alabama. It, it did it. did it. Because, like, pretty sure, pretty did sure. It. Buffalo snow is a little different. Because you, you were – one of your was it Hammer who texted out the tweeted out the snow pictures from seven o'clock this morning yes. in Buffalo. Yeah. Like I guarantee you to a walk looked outside of his hotel this morning and went, Oh, oh, this is different. Oh, this is not what I was speaking of. <laughs> I I'm gonna put on a good face and tell everybody that's cool. And I'm glad that I'm glad that, you know, um McDaniels is there gonna run around and is like, I wish it was colder shirt. But this is not, I am not okay with this. <laughs> this is not what I want. So a little unpredictability when it comes to how Tua and the Bills and the Dolphins and how that AFC East match is going to go. We will give our pick in a little bit, but before we get there. Yeah, we do have to hurry up because we got almost game time. It is almost game time. Oh, my God. Look at that clock moving out. We got to give a little uh, response to the story involving the Jets. Yeah. And Zach Wilson and what's going on and all that stuff. The Jets have decided to make a move because Mike White is not getting cleared. I saw the reports going out that Mike White had gone to 10 doctors. I'm like, maybe stop <laughs> after five. Like, who is that seventh doctor on the list of this guy's going to clear me? All of a sudden, he's hitting like strip malls. Right. Like the, doctor, the doctor looks like the doctor from the old Cannonball Run movies. He's got like the wobbly eyes. He's got a needle ready to go. You're fine. You can play. Okay. Doc said I'm good. <laughs> he signed it. There's a center. Yeah. Oh, except he's not playing. Doc McStuffins or whatever the hell it is just said, I'm good to go. I can play. Is this a Tyrod Taylor or Tyrod Taylor situation of the Chargers a few years ago where he was supposed to be the starter, then maybe was going to be the guy, then he gets injured in a weird way involving maybe that's the doctor that cleared him now thinking about it out loud. Uh, <laughs> what can it mean for the future of Zach Wilson in New York? Maybe it's even more important than games in his career it's weird because I think with the way everything has gone, normally I would say that this is now Mike White's team for the rest of this season. But I do believe that this is Zach Wilson's last chance. If Zach Wilson goes out there and at least plays well, doesn't piss off his team, can can just play, play well enough to win your teammates back over where they don't hate your guts anymore. 
he could legitimately get his job back. But if he goes out there and he's still the spoiled brat that he's been and and they his team hates him and he's overthrowing people and all those things, this will be it for him. It's weird because it feels like that's all that should matter is how he performs on the field against the Lions. Because that stuff you're talking about behind the scenes of being a leader, being the person who's supposed to be a 24-year-old who leads a group of men, it's not always built in everybody's characteristics. And it's not as if it's going to feel authentic if two weeks later he's acting like that. You know, they were there, the teammates in August and September and October, when he wasn't acting like that. So maybe the best way to get respect from your teammates and say, you know what, that might not be your style, but you've improved your play on the field. And if you're going to play this well, you're going to be the guy who helps us win. That's got to be the only answer. He has to play well. This was before that, like, it was his most important start of his career. Now it's the most important start of his career. Do we steal someone's desk? No, no, she's <laughs> okay, listening. Okay, she's, okay, I think okay. you're putting your fantasy lineup together. Is that what you said? Yeah, she's putting <laughs> okay. her fantasy lineup together. So, Gaz is allegedly better at that than I am, even though I usually beat him. So, uh, Levesque Gaz live at Mohawk Chevrolet. Great people here, as always. Great, like the Mohawk family is, is a special group. Like, we we all get along with everybody. But, uh, Zach Wilson, before you switch over from Zach Wilson, okay. you see, there's a show that I feel like he should be hosting Milf Manor. Have you seen this? <laughs> I've seen the articles about Milf so, Manor. If you haven't, and I, we were talking about this in the office uh, yesterday over at Tech East Fire and Water Restoration and the Empire, and uh, I have to watch this. It's like next month it comes out. So eight MILFs in a house with eight, like, nut job, like, college guys, basically, who all really want a MILF in their life. And then you find out the big twist. The MILFs are the mothers of the guys. <gasps> no allegedly <laughs> allegedly none of them know this so there's like the big reveal and they show it in the preview if you watch the preview so like pull the screen up and you just see like the milf's face is gonna like turn mean like you son of a bitch can you imagine the violence of that because there's there's gonna be a point where someone's gonna bang the roommate's mom it's gonna happen during the show <laughs> it's gonna happen i was eh, like neutral pass until that last selling point you just gave me the fact that it is the moms of the other guys in the house yes this has jersey shore survivor all-time reality ultimate show fighter. ultimate fighter they're gonna like, fight oh <laughs> it's gonna be violence the potential of this now with that last piece is so did we get that what platform is it on did we get that uh, i think it's tlc I think oh it's TLC. tlc is gonna shatter some records with oh. that good for them i just like First of all, like, like the big debate is how could you not know? Like, like, hey, mom, I'm going on some show. Hey, hey, oh no, that's weird. I'm going on a show too. Like, like, but then you think about this group, and you got to believe that if 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 these mills are all just are willing to go away for however long this, let's say it's like, let's say it's a month to shoot the show, go <laughs> away for a month just to do a little Stella got a groove back. They're probably not communicating very well with the rest of their family anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I got to be like, if my mother, my dearly departed mother was still alive, I can't picture myself going, Ma, you're never going to believe this. I got a chance to be on a TV show where I might get to bang old ladies. This is great. <laughs> like, so I do believe that there's a chance that maybe just maybe they, they didn't communicate these stories to each other. I can only pray and imagine that's how it played out. And these promos are going to start running. And they're like looking forward to it. Like, whoa, our show. Pro- 
mom? Right, mom? right. Why are you? Like, oh was, no! Like, you imagine as the things come up, and you're like, you're seeing like you're seeing more and more of the woman. You're just like, yeah, look at the oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> Milf Manor. I'm ready for it. I'm yep. gonna do some recaps here. here in 2023 on the show. I just want to start pitching reality shows. Like just like like what won't people make? Like blind love, milf manner, love at first sight, all these things. Like there's love on the spectrum. Like there's like, so many shows that I like I always think of the Shane Gillis bit about the Special Olympics. He's like, I love Special Olympics. I coached. I love it. Athletes are amazing. It's a wild idea. He goes, if you were at, if you were like sitting with one of your buddies and they came up with the idea of like Hey, let's take people with special needs and compete them. Like you would tell them, don't say that in front of people. He goes like, he's the whole thing. <laughs> right. so like, somebody sat down in a boardroom and went, all right, here's what we're going to do, right? Mills, people love Mills. I see the porn search all the time. And hard bodies put them together in the house. People are like, good, good, good. But it needs one more thing. What if they're related? <gasps> oh! <laughs> <laughs> Bingo! By the, way, by the way, everybody. TLC, you know what the F in MILF stands for, right? <laughs> You're going to show it. <laughs> oh. Little people, they've advanced from TLC. Popping yes. pimples, they've advanced from that. Hopefully, uh. I'm not confusing my channels here. Yeah. Dude, how great. <laughs> Dr. Pimple Popper appears on the show that week. <laughs> oh. and, you know, and you know damn well, like, if for some reason, let's say either side, the MILFs or the, or the guys, are actually better people than we realize they are, and they all sit down and go, we're not going to hook up with anybody because it's disrespectful to the rest of you. The producers of that show, I've already figured that out. All right, fine. Let's fly their sisters in. Like, you know, like something there's <laughs> going to be right. They're going to, they're going to like, there's, there's a way or, or they've already like one of the guys is a plant where they paid him extra. And it's like, dude, you're going to hook up with somebody's mom. You're going to do it right now. Or you're going to lose your money. We got to get those weird people from my strange obsession onto the show. Oh. They'll be eating carpets again or doing whatever they're doing. And then hoarders. Oh, I, mean, I think I'm mixing them all carpets. up now. That's, that's, Isn't that know. on the show? I mean, it's, oh, it'll probably will be on Milf Hunter. I'm, I don't know if carpets or hardwood flooring. I would assume hardwood flooring. Um, all right, you ready to do your <laughs> yes? Oh, my God, it's live for Mohawk <laughs> Chevrolet. Last live show of the year for some reason. Where's that button? Damn it. <laughs> yeah, it's too late. Uh, let's get into the wagers here. As you see our records up on the screen, Levac still oh. remains over 500. He went six and six last week, but more importantly, three and one on his locks, three and one record. Me, four and eight. And a big fat 0 and 4 with my locks, and they were bad. They were some bad, bad picks last wow. week out of me. All right, we got. I, thought, I actually yeah. thought I, I, I screwed up. I um, I thought I actually pushed one of them, but yeah, three and one. That's yeah. pretty good. It's pretty good. That's Saturday pretty good. action today. Three Saturday. It's an awesome idea for the NFL, by the way, to stack this. And don't forget, next week a lot of Saturday action as well because of Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So just note that as well. Uh, Colts Vikings. Colts Vikings. Are we do picks somehow, even though we don't have the show schedule. There's yeah, we'll figure something out. We'll, we'll figure. I might put it on guyslemedia.com. Uh, Colts Vikings uh, three and a half point favorite. The Vikings are at home over under forty seven in this one. Colts, Vikings. This is a weird one because the Colts are trash, but everybody keeps telling me that the Vikings are a fraud. Um, I, I got to take the Vikings here. They're the more talented team. They're the better team. Uh, even though I do believe that Saturday will have his team playing well, or at least playing for him. I don't know how well, but I'll take I'll take the Vikings on this one, but I, I like the over more than I like the sides. I like the Vikings in this one at minus three and a half, and I'm thinking about I'm going to put a little pin on that. You've heard that fixture that could potentially come back to be a lock because of my take on Jeff Saturday. You just talked about him too. I think it happened for all of us who follow the NFL. 
Jeff Saturday won that one game against your Raiders, and we all thought think he's the greatest coach ever. I never said that. You know, well, well here, like he won one game. His expectations were so low. We kind of have given him a break since then. Maybe he's not good at this. I will take the Vikings because Saturday really hasn't proved anything yet as a coach. Ravens, Browns, Cleveland at home, three-point favorite over under 39. Uh, Cleveland being a favor in this game is interesting to me, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take Cleveland on this one. I think um, I think Robin Tuck Watson is gonna get his game together. I think he'll straighten it out, as if you will. Um, I think he's uh, I think he's gonna play better today. So give me give me the Browns. I went with the Browns. I thought about going with the Browns last week against the Bengals. I stayed away. It worked I out. Well. That was the one. I was the my my loss. My yeah. Loss. Uh, for the Ravens, as you pointed out in the Ravens game last week against the Steelers, that was my preseason pick for the Super Bowl. But this doesn't feel right either. They, they beat Pittsburgh outright. It feels like a similar game with Pittsburgh in this one, too. I'm taking Baltimore. I'm going to take Baltimore. I'm taking Baltimore because they're a better team, and Cleveland hasn't shown me reasons this season, like a few other NFL teams, why I should pick them. And Watson has not played as well as I thought he could have he was after a waiting two years. Better. Better. That's exactly better. right. I think he's going to be good. We're going to pass on the Dolphins-Bills games for now. We're going to save our NFL picks for New York teams for later in this coming up. Let's move more to the one o'clock window. I got the Eagles and I got the Bears in a one o'clock matchup at Soldier Field. Eagles, eight point favorites over under 48 and a half. I'm going to take the Bears with the points. Um, Don't love it, but I but I think that Eagles are due for a subpar game. A little bit of a letdown after just steamrolling the Giants. And uh, Justin Fields is a, is a heck of a player. Actually, he he he's a playmaker. He's got a little uh, he got a little Josh Allen to him. I feel like so. Uh, I'll, I'll take the Bears for the points. Are the Bears the best three and ten team ever? Preseason, no. I thought Chicago would be the worst team in the NFL, and it feels like because of Justin Fields' stats in the fantasy football world and David Montgomery that maybe they're a lot better than three and ten. Bill Parcells, you are what your record says you are. I'm not taking a team at three and ten against the best team in the NFL, who's twelve and one. I will take Philadelphia. Talent, all that other stuff plays a factor in this one. Falcons, Saints, a battle of NFC South teams. Over under is forty three and a half. It's the Saints favored inside the Superdome at four points. They're favored at in this game. I'll take the Saints. Um, getting a rookie quarterback, getting a Falcons team that I can see what they're trying to do. They're just not getting it done. So give me the Saints, that defense. Yeah, like Desmond Ritter got a lot of hype coming out of Cincinnati because he led the Bearcats to the college football playoff. An older quarterback, and almost have to put that in parentheses because of the (laughs) world of COVID that's coming with the Stenson Bennett's and Hended Hookers of the world that are on the way. I that's not a lot of faith in Ritter taking over for Atlanta for the Falcons still in the mix for the NFC South. Carolina, I gotta take Atlanta. I've watched New Orleans. Is Taysom Hill going to get more touches? I love Taysom Hill. I'm taking Atlanta. I'm taking Atlanta because that seems like a lot of disrespect. I, I the love Falcons. the amount of disagreeing we've got because your record sucks. Steelers, Panthers, over and under 37 and a half. Oh, Carolina, three-point favorite at home. I'm going to lock in the Panthers. No! I'm locking in the Panthers. What? <laughs> what? Go ahead. Are you locking in the Panthers? Yes! <laughs> I, lo- I, I just, I, Wilkes is, you know, the Wilkes story is great for me because while the Cardinals are, are like falling apart, the Panthers are playing hard. They're playing, they're, they're playing tough football. They're getting things done. I think they go out there. I think they start to win for their coach. We've heard he has no shot in hell at getting this job. 
but I think he knows he's getting a job at some point. And maybe it is this job. Maybe he can win it, win enough games to, to become the Panthers head coach, locking the Panthers uh, laying three for me. I love Carolina in this one. It's one of these Saturday morning changes earlier in the week. I was like, eh, maybe not. Why Carolina? But it kind of goes back to that point I had about the Falcons and the Saints with the Buccaneers playing so poorly. Carolina has found something with Steve Wilkes. Sam Darnold, okay. Like we mentioned Watson, he's getting better every week. He's not blowing the world up. I know his receivers barely had, didn't have over 50 yards in their most recent win. Fine. Like if you're finding ways to win games and Pittsburgh is battling at quarterback of who's going to get there, their offense hasn't been as good. This feels like Carolina. I love it. I'm locking the Panthers as well. We're four and three this season when we have semi-locks. Levac is four and two in the lock-offs. So he's got the advantage on me on that. Uh, I'll Cow- get my locks off. Cowboys, Jaguars. Jags are a four-point underdog at home. Over-under is 48 in this one. This is a tough one for me. Um, I I like the Jags. I like the Jags. I really like the over. Is it 48? 48. Lock in the over for me. Jags, I like them. I love the over. I think I think you saw enough last week from Houston on how to like kind of kind of keep Dallas guessing and I think the Jags are a better a better team than people realize and they actually have a legit shot of still winning their division <laughs> give me the Jags I definitely love the over of lock in the over of uh of 48 it feels like Doug Peterson's a lot better of a coach than Mike McCarthy even though one team yeah, has well, 10 that's... wins the other one has five wins it just doesn't feel right if you followed our wagers this season for years I get so gun shy is the term I'll use here so nervous about wagering on a team that I lost with the previous week, and I was so confident in Dallas last week, and they almost got beat outright. That was awesome. I'm taking Dallas. I'm taking Dallas because they bounce back. McCarthy figures it out. I'm taking Dallas to win McCarthy by seven. It out. I might do a classic one. Is there is there exhaust running in here that I'm unaware of? McCarthy figures it out. I'm doing one of those bets where Dallas wins by three to ten. I might do one of those bets on DraftKings. Right. Uh, Chiefs Texans. The Texans are at home in this one. They are one eleven and one. They take on the ten and three Chiefs. The Chiefs are a fourteen and a half point favorite. Over under forty nine and a half. Uh, I think you got to take the points. I think the Texans are doing weird things. Jeff Driscoll. You can play him in a lot of fantasy leagues, either a quarterback or a tight end. How dare you? How dare you? I wanted to steal your point. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're doing weird things, and I don't think Kansas City cares about the score. They just care about the W. So I'll take the point, 14 and a half plus. How about Levesque sending that text this morning, me thinking, oh, I can't wait to use this on the show. As if you weren't <laughs> going to use it. Like, you sent me that. Well, because like, I'm, I'm in my one league where I have a choice between Jeff Driscoll or Cole Komet. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, what if Driscoll gets in and, like, throws a couple touchdowns somehow? Like, what if he, what if I might, I might have to play him? Yes, it's a fantastic find that like Jeff, Driscoll, Jeff Driscoll has the tight end eligibility in only Yahoo. So if you play on ESPN Fantasy, if you play NFL, you got to double check that one. But Yahoo specifically, if you have Jeff Driscoll and your tight end stink, that is a great play. If you're in the playoffs this week, which most would you play are, him over Cole Komet? Yes. Okay. I would, unless it's a PPR league. If it's like a half point PPR. Half point. Is it? I think this, uh, is this your league? I would still play Jeff Driscoll. I, I still think this would is do your it. league. Oh, okay. Then yeah, half point PPR. Yeah. So I would, Driscoll? I would, I would play Driscoll, and you're in the playoffs in this one. Yeah, are uh, you playing Bryce? I believe. Yeah, this is your. League. How do you not know the rules for your league? No, no, half point PPR. I wasn't sure if it was that. Yeah, bad so, player. Not. I don't know if you're another. So you play. League. You'd play Driscoll. I over would. Matt. I would. All right, that's what I'm doing. Then the change has been made. 
I got to see who your matchup is right now. Because it, is gonna, Bryce. it is Bryce, the defending yeah. champion with the belt yeah. on the line. Yep. So, the, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say anything uh, more. As to the game, I will take the Chiefs, too. The Texans played really well last week against Dallas. Can they really do it two weeks in a row? That's hard for me to believe. Jeff Driscoll potentially saving championship runs with this play. I love it. I love the play for a quarterback. Tell you some hill. I said it earlier. Love him as well. Cardinals, Broncos, Denver. 1.5. They are a favorite at home. The over-under 36 and a half in this game. Lock in Denver. Denver's a lock. Ooh. Throughout the lock. year, you've bounced back and forth on the Broncos, how much you hate them, they but suck. you've used them a few times for locks. They're terrible, but they're not as bad as the as the Cardinals. You saw before Wilson got his head smacked into the turf again. They were starting to get together on offense. That defense is phenomenal. And I think the Cardinals are just spinning the ball right now. Like somebody already hit the handle, they just haven't gone down the drain yet. So give me a lock it, lock in Denver. What do you say? I got to lay a point and a half. Yes. All right, that's it. Lock it in. I am going to take. I loved. Yeah, I'm going to lock this in. Yeah, this game. I look at the over under 36 and a half, and like that's such a low number. I know Denver games have been solo scoring, and just recently when it was the Chiefs Broncos, I thought, oh, that's going to definitely be an under game, and it was far from being an under with that Russell Wilson performance, especially when they were trailing. I'm going over. I'm going to lock in the over after watching the Denver offense. Maybe they finally figured something out. As for the Kyler Murray situation, you and I have looked at Murray and wondered, uh, maybe way too much commitment, especially is to Arizona. Is he tall enough to be <laughs> a bumper car enough? driver? Like, is he... I know you've been following the in-season hard knocks. I'm curious to see how this episode plays if Arizona wins this game outright and the offense is better. Let's go with the over. I'll lock in the over in Cardinals-Broncos in this matchup. Patriots- Raiders, Ooh. your Raiders, a one-point favorite at home, over under 44 and a half. Oddly enough, Raiders still mathematically alive for the postseason. They have to win out. A handful of teams have to win at, lose at least two games. I believe the Patriots are on that list. Uh, the pupil versus the teacher. I, you know, I'm obviously taking my Raiders. Obviously, I'm taking my Raiders here because I, I just I I want to believe that they're still good in some way, shape, or form. Um, the Patriots stayed on the left coast. This week, yeah, I, I'll take I'll take the Raiders. I don't. I'm I'm probably not even betting this game. Like I probably will not even go and, and bet this game. I'd much rather just take my money and donate it to whatever charity drive Mohawk Chevrolet is doing this week because they're always doing something good for the community. So I, I it's I don't feel great about it. Give me the Raiders. This has this morning become my favorite play Whoa! of the NFL week. Sorry, Levac, it's against your Raiders. Son of a bitch. Belichick versus Arizona last week. I saw it sitting there. I'm like, okay, Cliff Kingsbury stinks as a head coach, and especially at the end of the season. He gets Belichick with an extra day to prepare. I'm taking Arizona. Why? What am I doing? Sure enough, I took Arizona. I'm not making that same mistake again this week. Josh McDaniels has never shown in his career, including Denver. I know he won with Tebow. I don't need to hear that. That he is a legitimate, I trust him as the head coach in the NFL yet so you're giving me against belichick who prides himself on coaching well against his assistants eric mangini is the only one that's popping in my head that beat belichick as a former assistant and it actually mike Vrabel's in there too but mike Vrabel, it's a little different matchup a little different roster well, new Vrabel played for him he didn't coach exactly him, so. right i would take new england and it is my lock it's my favorite lock of the week now because of um, belichick versus McDaniels. one stat for you 89 102 and two 
That's your record picking games. I feel good about this. <laughs> oh, and four last week in your locks. I thought you were going to say something like Belichick versus his assistants. I'm like, whoa, 200 <laughs> games? That doesn't. <laughs> Titans, Chargers, Titans, Chargers, Chargers, three point favorite at home out on the West Coast. Man, I, I waffled on this game a bunch of times. Um, who's the quarterback for the Titans? Who's the wide, who plays wide receiver for Titans? Are you a wide receiver for the Titans? <laughs> I don't, I, I guess I'll go with Chargers. I just, I don't know who's playing, who's left. Like, if you're the Chargers, don't you just say, all right, you seven, stop Derrick Henry. You three, get a coffee because there's no wide receivers. Chris, <laughs> Chris Collinsworth on this Sunday night game, I thought was going to wet his pants over how well the defensive backs for the Chargers were playing. You would have thought the defensive backs, the corners and safeties, had never played football before. The way Chris Collinsworth was going berserk about how great they were playing well, against they had Miami. so many injuries in the secondary. Yeah. So it's like funny, like you got all the injuries in the secondary for the, for the Chargers, but it's even worse in the wide receiver room for the Titans. So there it is. So you've got a lack of wide receivers and a question mark at court quarterback and super aggressive defensive backs i like the chargers a lot in that game give me la in that one uh and our monday night game because we got the giants on sunday night we will go to monday night that is the rams taking on the green bay packers at lambeau field packers touchdown favorite i should say touchdown extra point seven point favorite 39 and a half again green bay seven point favorite at lambeau i'll take green bay uh both teams are weird both teams are struggling more than they probably should be but Everybody's going to pile on the Rams because Baker looked good against the Raiders late. The Raiders have only played four quarters of football, I don't know, like three, four times this year. So why anyone expected them to play four quarters of football against Baker Mayfield is beyond me. Looked great with the deep pass and stuff like that, but the Packers won't be caught off guard the way the Raiders were. I'm so confused about the holiday week and the flexing rules and who's allowed to go where and it seems like this would have been an easy one to try to get the Monday flex out of that one for how bad these teams are. I will take Green Bay as well because they have Aaron Rodgers and the other team doesn't. Even though Rodgers has been playing poorly in comparison to past seasons, the Rams have given me no reason to pick them this season now. I will take Green Bay. All right, let's flip back to the New York teams. Saturday, 8-15. That is today, Saturday, likely when you're <laughs> listening. Uh, the Bills are a touchdown and an extra point. I did it again. Seven-point favorite, Western New York. Snow is coming down. 43 and a half is the Bills take on an AFC East foe in the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I'm going to go take the Bills. I think they'll win by they'll win by at least 10. Um, I like the under almost lockable. I'm not sure yet. I might I might lock it. But I think what's going to happen here, even if the snow isn't as bad at game time as it as it as it could be. I see this as being one of those games where it's cold, it's nasty and like you know, kind of like unofficially, you see like a wink across the field from McDermott to McDaniels and it's like Running clock, running clock. Like there's you're gonna try and get out of here. This is as Gaz would say, this is a this is a this is an under three hours and fifteen minute game. Like this is this is gonna be like a national arena league game. It's gonna be under, it's gonna be like a, a three hour game, tops. It's so funny you have that take because my mind was like, all right, this game's gonna get decided in the first five drives. If Miami gets up seven nothing or ten nothing, and Buffalo's gotta throw through the snow and Miami knows it, it's huge advantage for them. But the way they do that is if they run the clock and make this an under-three-hour game, that was going to be my take. Unbelievable. Uh, we haven't so, worked together too long. I, we definitely, well, that guy's live for Bohawk Chevrolet. I also get a little vibe on this game about that Jet game from last week where Buffalo seemed to be in control of the whole game, but right at the end, a little cover by New York, making a comeback, having an opportunity to win. I can see that same situation where Buffalo has a 14-point lead late. 
Miami gets a touchdown and that new analytics stuff says go for two rather than kick the extra point and the weather plays a factor. I would be careful on this game. I would take the Bills. I will take the Bills just like I did with the Jets last week, but this feels like a push. A lot of divisional games with that seven and that three, I always feel like a push is on the way. I will take Buffalo, Josh Allen through the snow and everything else. Uh, Jets-Lions. Jets are a one-point favorite at home, over under 43 and a half at MetLife Stadium. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Lions. Give me Lions. I like the Lions. I, I think I think you're going to see a lot of points. I think the Lions will find a way to score a little bit on this Jets defense, even though they're very good. Um, and uh, the, the Lions defense is okay, but it's not great. I think this could be. I think this could be a pretty exciting game. Lots of points. Give me the Lions. I should have done this before you picked the game. I, I teased this on our Tuesday show. Let's ask the question again, though. With these two teams, is this a dead or a live game? So the loser of this team is done, and the loser winner has town. a chance. Yep, loser leave town match on this one. Both yeah. six and uh, six and seven for Detroit, seven and six for the Jets. Yeah, I think so because I think, listen, with with the Lions, you dug such a hole at the beginning of the year, you can't afford a misstep. With the Jets, I think you need to prove to yourself it doesn't matter who's under center, you're going to win football games because how how solid you play everywhere else. So, but uh, that banged up offensive line and the quarterback questions. I just I think Detroit has enough to do this. I think the Jets are kind of done at this point. I feel like this is a little bit of a sucker bet. There's been a few sucker bets throughout the NFL season. Some I've sucked on, others have tried to avoid. I feel like I'm gonna get suckered in here on Detroit because they played so well against Minnesota. They're playing so well. Here's the problem with New York. Even though I almost talked myself out of taking the Lions, I am taking Detroit. I'm taking the Lions for this reason. I've heard coaches say this before. I've played for coaches who say this before. Wide receivers, running backs, and quarterbacks, the skill positions, they would say to guys, go make a play. Go be a playmaker. Go beat your guy one-on-one. Go out, run this guy. Go make a play. We see it in the NFL. Mahomes, Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, Justin Jefferson, Christian McCann. You know the big names. That's the problem with New York. When it's the fourth quarter, look at that roster right now and tell me who's going to make the play. Who's going to beat a guy one-on-one? Who's going to make a big play in the end zone? Who's going to make that linebacker defensive back miss? They don't have playmakers. Detroit does. Detroit's got Williams. They got St. Brown on the outside. Jared Goff's been playing really well this season. And Hutchinson on the D-line, he's probably too late to get the defensive player of the year for the rookie side in that. But they got playmakers, and that's the difference. I'm taking Detroit. And the last one, Sunday night, Giants, Commanders. The Commanders are a four and a half point favorite at home over under 40 and a half i feel like i feel like the giants have kind of fallen off i'm gonna take the commanders i'm gonna take them if this game was played in september or october and it probably was with those matchups of the teams i would tell you hey washington's defense is really good daniel jones hasn't proven anything i trust ron rivera against the coach who's in his first year all of those takes that I would have given you in the first four to eight weeks of the season, I'm going to recycle now in week 15. Uh, Washington is my play as well. New York has been so close, <laughs> but Washington and New York tied just, what, a few weeks ago. Now the game's in Washington. I will take Rivera and my boy Taylor Heineke. 
Let's Kev Heineke keep, keep rolling, man. Let's make this guy a starter in 2023. I will take that. All right. What's I'm gonna, the total in Buffalo again. Uh let me double check it. I had 43 and a half. Let me double check and see if it has moved. 43 and a half is what okay. ESPN right. is giving me here. All right. That's my other lock. I'm gonna lock it. All right. Here. Do you want to go first with your locks? Then, yeah, I'll do it. So okay. Panthers minus three locking in. I feel like they're uh they're playing hard for their coach. They know. He deserves to be a head coach. Maybe maybe he won't be here, but he he deserves it. Uh, give me the over for Dallas Jacksonville over a forty eight. I think both teams will score a bunch. Um, Uncle Mo is uh, is putting on his Jacksonville uniform. Momentum is in town for them. Denver minus one and a half in this crappy toilet bowl of a game. I just think Denver is better than the Cardinals. And then under forty three and a half for Buffalo tonight. The weather's going to suck. Um, and even if the weather isn't terrible, terrible to be cold and nobody's going to want to stay out there any longer than they have to. My locks, by the way, we missed a game. I will get back to that. Uh, we did miss one game. It involves my Buccaneers here. Buccaneers, oh, yeah. Bengals. Uh, the Bengals are a three and a half point Ooh. favorite on the road. I like the Bengals a lot. I like the Bengals a lot in this game. I'm a, they're lock adjacent. They're not a lock, but I'm, I'm definitely going to have some, uh, some units, some R buns. As my uh, as as, uh, as 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 one of my teachers in high school used to say, Arbuns, arbitrary units. Be some Arbuns on the Bengals. I like Cincinnati as well because, believe it or not, in the NFL, the points matter. That's what? right. Yes, yeah. goal is to put the ball in the end zone, and Tampa can't do what? that right now. So, well, because you have like like we were joking about, you know, who's who's wide receiver and who's playing offensive line for the Buccaneers. Like you could probably trot out the supermodels that that Brady's banging. And they can probably block for him better than the dudes that are going out there right now. My locks for this week. I also like the Panthers. My favorite lock of the week is the Patriots over the Raiders. I love that play. I'm sticking with the Cardinals and Broncos over. Those offenses have some things to prove, but I'm sticking with that over in that game. I was dancing for my fourth lock. I looked at the Colts and the Vikings. Bengals. I don't want to take the Bengals, although I did almost take the Niners last week. I like those three really strong. I'm going to lock in the Vikings as my fourth lock there. Right. Over the Colts today in a few minutes here. Actually, we kick off. Yeah. Close. Yep. At the time this is happening on uh, Techies Fire and Water Restoration's Facebook page. Of course, your best way back to normal. You got a lot of people, a lot of people flooded basements this time of year. Okay. Lose some power. Some pumps not on. You go downstairs and you're going to swim around your basement. We can fix that for you. Techies Fire and Water Restoration, tfirewater.com. And nine times out of 10, it's your insurance company to pay for it all. Um, at the time you're watching this, we're about to get into kickoff for the NFL. Of course, college football already going, bowl games today. Um, love Mohawk Chevrolet. Love our friends here. They're always inviting. Big old Christmas tree. Great spot to be. Um, so make sure you come on by and say hello to these guys as well. Is this it? Like, are we done? Do I have to deal with you anymore? This is it. Louisville's this- up 21-7 right now. This is our last show that is live yeah. for 2022. We've got some getting there with guys. We've got some tape are stuff you, coming you up. Have you told everybody what you're doing yet? I think we'll save that for... Getting there I, with God. Anybody what? doesn't know yet. Okay. <laughs> I feel like you have to say it. You're going back to you're going back to Trestle Radio. You're uh you're yeah. going to work. You're going to work. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say okay. you. are going he's uh Gaz is gonna be the boss over at uh, WGY and uh WOFX. He's gonna run those two things. And uh apparently can't afford me. I have not been made a formal <laughs> offer for any of those places yet. So uh I don't know what I'm doing in 23. Gaz has like six jobs. i I have none. So for you guys thank you levac I, I appreciate that yeah that information is slowly uh matriculating so to, like did yeah. they not really hire you because i know you, you had that other job where they just stopped showing up and they, they called really me announced they, they, what they say okay why'd you stop Can we have <laughs> where's todd where's todd, yeah, where's todd mccluskey where's todd mccluskey why hasn't he been coming to work uh uh cbs 
they were very nice. But during this whole process of adjusting for the fall, I did get a call from iHeartMedia. And yeah, I uh, am currently an employee there. The program director, brand manager, whatever term you want to use for WGY, which is a unbelievable station and WOFX, the sports radio station here. So yeah, I started uh, there. December 1st. A lot of those things that you're asking about uh, will come in 2023. There's a lot of first already happened. Yeah. So I've been there for two weeks, two plus weeks now. A lot of those questions people are going to ask me that I'm sure now might light up with comments. Is coming back on the radio? Are we going to be on Fox sports now? I've said to those people who have asked that question, uh, I'm moving my stuff into my office and don't have enough passwords for websites, guys. Can we go slow on this at least? I don't even know learning my staff's names and people are already asking if I'm launching shows. Yes. I got a call from somebody we used to work with. Like, yeah, we heard you went over to you're at Fox Sports. I'm like, I'm not. What are you talking about? I don't have a, I'm, I work for Techies Fire Water Restoration and the Albany Empire. That's where I work. And, and the 518 Foundation, which I have a lot of news about moving on forward. That is, I actually do have three jobs. But, yeah, no, I keep getting asked if I'm on. Like, hey, when do you start at Fox? I don't. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't. They're not. They've. They've. There's. There's people in power over there that don't like me. <laughs> Dic. No, I don't even want to spell it out. Can I do that stuff? I don't even know what I can say anymore. Did you just call somebody there a dick? Is that what you just did? Yeah. We'll have more information on that as it comes together here this holiday season. But it's very exciting. So yes, if you're watching this and don't watch those episodes, be on the lookout for some potential more places you can find. <laughs> Godzilla Media content. Jay Larkin, God. good Jay Larkin. Lord. Please have Gaz get you a gig. I can't keep day drinking with you. <laughs> Jay and I, uh, <laughs> Professor Larkin and I have some very interesting things we're working on. Some very interesting things we're working on with a good with with uh with some friends, some mutual friends now. He uh he made the introduction and um we'll just say uh we'll just say what we're working on could be right up your alley frog alley it could be <laughs> could be a big deal it could be a lot of fun it could be a lot of fun for us coming forward but meanwhile you know jay and yeah. i have to sample products and um it was <laughs> i gotta tell this story so i'm sitting so i, I meet with jay we had to try some stuff and you know jay he teaches over yes. at schenectady county community college suny schenectady and he teaches the program like you know all the stuff but one of the things he does is he teaches like how to make beers and things like that so yeah, try someone again. So I like he, somebody brought out the beer we were gonna sample. I I pull up a I pull up a stool. She goes, "We're not drinking it now, idiot." And I'm like, "Okay, I thought whatever." Oh, sure enough, sure enough, they start pouring beers. I go, "Who's the idiot now?" <laughs> <laughs> Day drinking with Levac and Larkin. There's the new show. Ooh. Day drinking with Levac and Larkin. Actually, it could be Larkin okay. and Levac. That way, I get less trouble. So there you go. So just, <laughs> I just I like like Jay's a smart guy. So when he's wrong and I'm right, it's, it has to be it has to be spread far and wide. So there you go. <laughs> I'm excited for 2023. I'm excited things. for the content where it's coming from. I wish I had more back answers. So we are. We're coming back. We're back and got, like we're not because right now you can't do Godzilla Media if you're working for iHeart. Uh, not exactly. So this not is exactly. the show is over. This is the Levac. That's last not. And that's not. You'll that's never not, hear Levac and Gaz together again. That do, do not this say that. That's finally not over. true. Just, finally, the long nightmare has finally come to an end right here at Mohawk Chevrolet, where good things happen. Like that's w, what happened. Like W. Finally over. No more Levac and Gaz ever again. Him. He's been I don't last know what's ever show. As I will say to the Bray Wyatt fans of the WWE, be patient. Patience is all I can say. Don't things don't move as fast as we want them. That's what I'll say to that answer all about over. content creation. The long night is over. Oh, Merry God. Christmas, Happy Holidays. We'll be having some best of shows on the way here. Yep, Levac or Gaz in 2023. No more Levac and Gaz. It's all over. Levac and Larkin. 
Tommy Corporate. Two Boston Dan's been together. making a play too. I see. Yeah, Boston but Boston Dan. All right, that's the other thing. So uh, Rosen Bourbon, like we're supposed to be doing a show to end the season in the year. I thought I was part of it. I haven't heard anything. That's on Barry, if anything, right? I don't know. I don't. I, I like <laughs> Barry's a busy man. He's an international man of mystery. Barry, Barry. will fight back. Dan will fight back. It's more fun. Barry was like, "Yep, my fault." And even if it isn't, <laughs> like. <laughs> I can walk up and kick Dan right in the nuts and go, Barry, why'd you do that? Sorry. I don't know why. Like, Barry's just too nice of a guy. <laughs> Where Dan, like, Dan could walk up and kick me in the nuts, and he'd be like, yeah, that's what you get. <laughs> you don't even know why. Right. So, all right. All right uh, that's that's it. it. That's it. That's it. All over. It was nice working with you. I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you never. There you go. Oh, wow. that's <laughs> like, why. Like, tickling right sexual there. Harassment. Hand. Sexual Where'd harassment. my thumb go? Um, oh, uh, Curveball Sliders wants it. Sliders and gauze. There you go. There it is. Be on the lookout. Just keep your social media platforms and all the other downloads coming. We'll have more news in 2023 that I wish I knew the answers to right now. I have a baby coming in February, by the way. So that's also big news on the way in 2023. You're going to be a soccer player. Yes, you are. All right, everybody. Merry (laughs) Christmas. Happy New Year. And good luck with all your bowl games and your bets on uh, football, unless they're against my bets on football. And then screw you.